Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hello, TruthCast listeners. Lauren Arnett here with a quick message before we start. If you're like me, someone who listens to podcasts on the go, you probably like to prepare for the unexpected. Well, now you can with TruthHound Tactical Wipes. TruthHound Tactical Wipes are the only tactical wipes guaranteed to clean you from the rooter to the tutor. And as a special offer for TruthCast listeners, at checkout, use coupon code TRUTH for a gift too sensual to talk about on the podcast. TruthHound Tactical Wipes, for when you want to keep your truths a secret. From Public Truth Podcasts, a story about friendship, truth-seeking, community, and murder. I'm Lauren Arnett, and you're listening to The Truthcast. This is a collect call from Lil Dicky Ricketts at the G. Robert Cotton Correctional Facility. For the past five months, I've been following a story. A story of library books, strange disappearances, and grisly murders right in my backyard. Full disclosure, I'm an improviser. I improvise often at Go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale, Michigan. Ferndale, Michigan is a nice city. It's a small city with a population around 19,000 people. It's most notable for electing Michigan's first openly gay mayor in 2007. It's also a safe city. There have only been six known homicides in Ferndale since the year 2000. Ferndale neighbors another city to the east, Hazel Park. There are two axioms in the English language. The grass isn't greener on the other side, and strong fences make good neighbors. In this case, those are certainly true, because Hazel Park is a different story altogether. Hazel Park has never elected an openly gay mayor. They're the sixth highest city in Michigan for car theft. And most importantly, starting five months ago, the Hazel Park Memorial Library has been at the center of a series of the most shocking and horrific murders to hit the state. I wanted to examine these murders more closely. How could they be happening here in my own figurative backyard? Well, not my figurative backyard, because my figurative backyard is in Ferndale, home of the first openly gay mayor in Michigan. These murders happen in my neighbor's backyard, my neighbor to the east, the one who up until now only stole cars. The body of a local author named Rodney Dangerfield, no, not the one you're thinking of, was found in the dumpster behind the Hazel Park Library in late summer 2019. His blood, along with a copy of his book, Professional Wrestling is Real, not scripted, very real, like real, it's real, were found nearby in the neighboring town of Warren, Michigan, at a rock club named Hot Rocks. How many openly gay mayors has the city of Warren elected since it was founded in 1830? zero. Warren, Michigan is also the birthplace of rapper Eminem. Eminem is known for his misogynistic and homophobic lyrics. I reached out to Eminem for comment but got no response. What made this copy of Dangerfield's book so special? It was the loner copy from the Hazel Park Library. Who checked it out most recently? We'll get to that later. What was I missing? Hot Rocks seemed to be the start of this mystery. 
I went back to see if maybe I'd missed a clue. Nothing. However, when I was leaving, something caught my attention. Maybe this was a crack in the case investigators overlooked. I'm here with Rooster at the Michigan Rock Club Hot Rocks. All right, what can I do for you? Rooster, I'm here to ask you if there have ever been any payphones inside the vestibule of Hot Rocks. Payphones? All right, what do you think this is? 1982 payphone. No, Rooster, it's 2020. Wait, 2020? So my mullet and my leather jacket with all the fringe has probably gone out of style. I don't care. I'm Rooster. <clears throat> Rooster, have you ever met an openly gay mayor? You mean like... Uh... Rob Helford from Judas Priest? Very similar. Oh, openly gay. Not around these parts. Breaking the law. Rooster, have there ever been any payphones near or around Hot Rocks? Not to my best memory, no. Have there been cell phones near or around Hot Rocks? Probably. We do all sorts of things here. People get out of control, tops come off, and flashes go off. What do you mean people get out of control? Oh, you're talking about the murder. No comment. Gotta go. Interesting. But not nearly as interesting as what happened next. Shortly after the Dangerfield incident, the body of a man named Spooky Swandick was found brutally bludgeoned to death in Capac, Michigan. Houses connected to the Rodney Dangerfield? No, not that one. Murder. And where's Capac, Michigan? Put up your right hand in front of your face, palm facing towards you. Just try it. Yeah, it looks kind of like the state of Michigan, doesn't it? KPAC Michigan is located in the area we call the thumb. Yes, your thumb. KPAC Michigan also never elected an openly gay mayor. At the crime scene, a book. The Hidden Lives of Owls by Lee Calvez, a rental copy from a library. Which library? You guessed it. The Hazel Park Library. Who checked it out? What was the connection between the hidden lives of owls and professional wrestling is real, not scripted, very real, like real, it's real? The following week, another body was found in the dumpster behind the library. This time, it was notable albino video game personality, Balls Raw Gamer. North of the Hazel Park Library, exactly five miles, is a mall, the Oakland Mall. The fully enclosed shopping mall did not appear until the mid-1950s. One of the earliest examples was the Valley Fair Shopping Center in Appleton, Wisconsin, which opened in March 1955. Valley Fair featured several modern features, including a large parking area, anchor stores, and restaurants. The idea of a regionally sized, fully enclosed shopping complex was pioneered in 1956 by the Austrian-born architect and American immigrant Victor Gren. How does Victor Gren factor into all of this? Well, he was also one of the designers of one of the first outdoor pedestrian malls in Kalamazoo. Where is Kalamazoo exactly? You guessed it. Michigan. A mere 142 miles away from the Hazel Park Memorial Library? Coincidence? I tried to talk to Mr. Gwen, but he died in 1980 and would not return my calls. Oakland Mall is located in Troy, Michigan. It's notable as the former headquarters for Kmart, rest in peace, and was the home of the fictional band Stillwater in Cameron Crowe's 2000 movie, Almost Famous. Troy, Michigan has also never elected an openly gay mayor. I spoke to the Troy city manager, Charlie Wright, about that. I'm here with Troy city manager, Charlie Wright, to talk about the Oakland Mall massacre. Charlie, what can you say about that horrific, horrific day? Well, it was a very terrifying day for a lot of Troy citizens. Um, they just went 
Uh, they were minding their own business, doing some shopping, and some maniac just unloaded on the food court. Interesting. And and do you think that they were at the mall looking for something? Something that perhaps an openly gay mayor might have provided? Um, it's a very possible. It's, it's a possibility. You know, the Bed Bath and Beyond is right by the food court. Mm-hmm. And that's where an openly gay mayor might be. Um. In this hypothetical uh, 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 scenario, if there was a an openly gay mayor, but there's not. But there's there? no, of course not, of course not. There's no openly gay mayor in Michigan. That's absurd. Uh, no, 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 there is an open gay mayor right but, over in Ferndale, Michigan. Oh, we in Troy, we don't go down there to, to, to Ferndale. Uh, that's what do you where, mean you don't go down there? You um, don't go it's, down? No, it's uh, it's south, south of Troy, so we don't go down. What are you implying? Uh, can we... You don't go down can south? We, can we cut, can, can we cut this in? We need... I think... Where I'm, do you go? No. I'm getting a phone call. Hold on, I gotta take this phone call. In the early 1980s, Oakland Mall had a giant stone hippopotamus on which children could play. The other malls in the Metro Detroit area had the same. Eastland Mall in Harper Woods, Michigan, Northland Mall in Southfield, Michigan, Westland Mall in Westland, Michigan, and Southland Mall in Taylor, Michigan. Harper Woods, Southfield, Westland, Southland, and Troy. Five metro Detroit cities with malls that once contained stone hippos. Five metro Detroit cities who have never elected gay mayors. For the record, the closest thing to a mall in Ferndale, Michigan is Rust Belt Market. You're not going to find an FYE at Rust Belt Market. You're also not going to find a ladies footlocker or K Jewelers there. You're not even going to find a Mrs. Fields cookies or one of those places where you can get shiny trinkets engraved for your wedding party. No, the only thing you'll find at Rust Belt Market are shops where local Michigan artisans can sell their goods. These shops donut around a banquet space where people can have wedding ceremonies. It's (laughs) pretty cool. Another thing you won't find at Rust Belt Market a stone hippo. This past October, the food court of Oakland Mall was the scene of mass carnage. A bloodbath, if you will. What did investigators find there? Podcasting equipment. Checked out from the Hazel Park Library. 40% of murders are unsolved in the United States every year. Often, police departments don't have the resources to solve them, or bias in the community keeps locals from cooperating with the police. There's one kind of murder that has a staggering rate of being solved, though. In the United States, 97% of the murder of wealthy citizens are solved. The higher the income rate, the higher your chance of having your murder being solved. And that's where the Hazel Park Library murderers, that's right, murderers, plural, went wrong. In November of 2019, they murdered one of the 1%, a college professor, an author, a philanthropist, a friend of powerful people like Harvey Weinstein and the late Jeffrey Epstein. They murdered Professor Alvin. Yes, the Professor Alvin. You can murder poor people and have a reasonable chance of getting away with it. Who cares about that mall cop making minimum wage? I know I don't. Outside his family, not too many people. But when you murder wealth, people take notice. Richard Mark Ricketts and Thomas Jamaica Luge not only murdered these people and left a mountain of evidence behind at each crime scene, but they also recorded these murders and released them on their podcast. These men frighten me, but... They also intrigue me. 
Full disclosure, they hosted monthly meetings first down the street to the north at the now-closed Sellerman's Tavern, but then they moved their meetings down the street to the west, to my home away from home, Go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale, Michigan. Yes, the city that elected the first openly gay mayor in Michigan. I wanted to get to the bottom of Richard and Thomas, or as they are known amongst their friends, Lil Dicky and Thomas. What made them commit these horrific crimes? Was this a statement about cities not electing openly gay officials? Why podcast them? When we return, an exclusive interview with the two most dangerous men in the state of Michigan. The state shaped like a hand. Your hand. And that hand has blood on it. Hello, TruthCast listeners. It's me again, Lauren Arnett. Not a day goes by where I don't wonder what straight white males think about the world. Well, now I don't have to because I listen to the Big Time Garbage podcast. Three, sometimes four, straight white males just telling it like it is. It's about time straight white males have a platform. Big Time Garbage is finally giving the underrepresented a voice. Now, back to our show. With the paperwork signed, I waited for an exclusive interview with the men behind these crimes, Richard Marks Ricketts and Thomas Jamaica Luge. We had to do the interview by phone because they're still in prison. Prison guards don't like to be called prison guards. The accepted term is correctional officer. Can people like Richard Ricketts be corrected? I wasn't sure, but I wanted to find out. This is a collect call from Lil Dicky Ricketts at the G. Robert Cotton Correctional Facility. Hi, Thomas and Richard. Hey, are we on the air? Is this live? This is not live. I'm recording a podcast. Oh, we do a podcast too. Yes, I've, I've heard it. Thomas is a little reluctant to talk. He's still a little sore about the way the court case went, even though we won big and we got life in prison. Thomas, I heard you made a bold wardrobe choice at your court case. I was advised by my father's legal team to wear a, a, a t-shirt that simply read, uh, we did not do it. Tell Lauren that I wore a tuxedo shirt because I'm a class act. And Dickie wore a tuxedo shirt because he is a class act. Mm-hmm. And, and did the judge recognize that? The judge did not appreciate uh, the thoughts that we put into our wardrobes solely um, with, with his acceptance in mind. So circling back to your podcast, that seems to be what landed you in prison in the first place. I mean, are you still claiming that you had nothing to do with these crimes? Of course. Um, those episodes were not even supposed to be on the public-facing um, internet. They were supposed to be behind a paywall. I did it, and I'm very remorseful. Thomas had nothing to do with it. He should get to go free. I said that just like you told me to, right, Thomas? That was perfect, oh. Dickie. Oh. Oh, no. So, Richard, you're claiming that this was this was all you. Oh, yeah. Thomas, uh, here, let me read this. Thomas kept telling me, don't, Dickie, don't do that, Dickie. That's wrong, Dickie. You know the difference between right and wrong, and this is wrong, Dickie. And then, uh, I'm scared of you, Dickie, which is why I'm not going to go to the police and report you. Uh, so apparently it's all me. Richard, did, did you say that you're reading that? Dickie sometimes has trouble uh, expressing words on the fly, so I went, uh, took the liberty of writing up a script for him, of his thoughts. Yeah, but I wrote it. It's in my own handwriting, and it's not cursive, because I'm still working on cursive, but it's printed, and it's really nice. Yes, Dickie is only 11 years old on account of him being a leap year baby. 
So, Dickie, you're claiming to be 11 years old. Uh, yes, I was born February 29th, 1972. I have had 11 birthdays. My 12th birthday is coming up. Okay, so how do you factor in now that you're in a grown man prison? It is a travesty of the American legal system that they would allow a minor into a prison um, full of predators and other aggressive uh, criminals. Right, plus every time uh, we're in the showers, everyone says to me, Oh, who's the big boy? Who's the big boy? And I think they mean me. Are there other leapier men in the prison? We're not on that personal of a basis. So you two haven't connected with any other criminals? Thomas is not a criminal. Only I am a criminal. I acted alone. And Thomas said, don't do this, Dickie. Don't, Dickie. You know the difference between right and wrong. And this is clearly wrong, Dickie. Oh my God, I am afraid of you, which is why I will not report you to the police department, Dickie. <laughs> Those were my exact words. Thomas, what is your obsession with owls? Oh, he's sexually attracted to him. Dick, he doesn't Dick, like Dickie, to tell people it's, about uh, Thomas. No, Dickie, it's, that, that's not on the script, Dickie, okay? Let, just stick to what was written on the paper. Sexually attracted to live owls? Uh, I wouldn't exactly say sexually attracted. I have an affinity for the energy that owls um, exude from their, their sinewy um, bodies. And that sinewy energy gives them a bobo. A bobo? Um, uh, I, I do, um, at times receive, uh, an adrenaline erection, um, when near these, um, creatures, uh, because their energy, as I said, is very prolific and, uh, very, uh, intriguing to me. Have you ever been able to pick up a car with this adrenaline erection? Um, I unfortunately have not, but that is one of my goals. He has picked up a, a barn owl or two with it, though. If you get what I mean, wait, wait. I, I, I understand. Thank you. Thomas, I don't think I'm the first to draw this connection when I say that often those who are sexually attracted to animals uh, also not, I, murder. I, just, I, am not, I am not sexually attracted to the animals. Uh, I am merely um, curious. You uh, just uh, said that you get erections. Uh, yes, but I, I said that they are adrenaline erections, not sexual er erections. Can you not admit that adrenaline and and sexual boners are very closely connected. Uh, I, I believe they are not, because um, Dickie here is a um, very heterosexual man, but um, many of our male guests have also given him erections, um, simply for the fact that he is uh, excited to be in the presence of some of his heroes. And sometimes I have to pee a lot. <laughs> and that does it too. I mean, that's just a thing. Dickie... I've also experienced getting wet around people that excite me, and I have to say it's very clearly sexual attraction. Can you not admit the same here? Well, there's no such thing as homosexuality. It's a myth perpetrated by the right wing to make liberals look weak, which is why every now and then a few years, you know, come and go, and I give it a shot, and there's nothing weak about it. It requires a lot of strength. I've been... Um, experimenting a lot since we've been in prison. I've been making Thomas experiment too, but uh, I don't let him finish on account of the fact that we're trying to get his remote viewing uh, levels back up. But yeah, there's nothing weak about it. So I, I think the right wing media is wrong. And uh, I think homosexuality, if it did exist, would be one of the greatest feats of strength uh, a person could uh, exhibit, uh, hearsay and untowards going forth. Amen. 
Yes, if we um, if we look at history, um, empires like the um, Roman Empire or the Greeks or the British Empire, those were some of the most powerful empires. Um, all of them built on the foundation of of what we call homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And and the Greek and British empires did both have openly gay mayors, did they not? Um, I don't. What are you? I think you know that they did. I don't. Indeed, you have a problem with questioning. That? Is going to. I don't. Are you saying you have a problem with that? Um, of of course not. We just we we just explained that we do not have a problem with homosexuality because it mostly does not exist. What I heard is that you two have a very big problem with homosexuality, so big and throbbing that you might strike out against it. Does that sound accurate to you? I mean, I don't have a problem with it. My only problem is the remorse I feel towards all the people I murdered on my own without Thomas's help at all. I acted alone. Yes, and um, uh, once again, as Dickie explained, I neither have a problem with homosexuality because I cannot have a problem with something that is not real. Can I just say real quickly that I particularly feel remorseful for the 27 mall shoppers at Oakland Mall who I murdered while Thomas uh, uh, was being held captive by another man named uh, Todd Lincoln, even though Thomas really wanted to go get help. Do you have the notes of our case in front of you, Ms. Arnett? Yes. Could you please read the names of the 27 shoppers? Yes. Richard Powell, John Ham, Richard Penn, Lorelei Skink, Pig Penn, Den Penn, their parents Sue and Ren Penn, Sal Hertz, Sal Lawyer, Lauren, Madonna, Eminem, Shakira. You're about halfway there. Yes, it's it's written in very small handwriting. I'm sorry. Karen Sharon. Tom Rod. Tom Rod's son. Son Rod. Mod son. Taryn, Sh- <laughs> Taryn Shelton. Carol Weathers. Carol Cher. Carol Sam. Santa. Santa Maria. Small Santa Maria. Two more. Their dog, Penta Maria, who was wearing a human costume at the time of the crime. And lastly, Chef. And the name of the mall cop? Paul. Thank you. Rest in peace. Thomas. This is really helping, this is really helping Dickie with his healing process. Thank you. Thomas, do you feel any remorse for the crime that you were there for at the very least? Uh, of course, I did everything that I could um, to help those victims. Um, I was unfortunately caught in the trance of the vampire hunter, Mr. Todd Lincoln. You claim you were in a trance at the time of the murders. Uh, yes, yes, I was under a, um, a, a hypnosis, if you will. And yet you claim to be calling out, stop, don't do that. Um, yes, that was my subconscious um, breaking through, trying to fight Mr. Uh, Lincoln's um, uh, powers. Yeah, Mr. Lincoln seduced them. They were having a they were having a like a, a sexual intercourse fest uh, while I was uh, mistakenly and remorsefully murdering all twenty seven people. A lot of them named Carol uh, and Paul, the mall cop. 
So, Thomas, do you admit that murder turns you on? Um, it was not the murder that was turning me on. It was Mr. Todd Lincoln's um, siren song. But you were adjacent to a mass murder. Uh, yes, but it wasn't the mass murder that was triggering these sexual feelings. It was the, um, the, the, this unseen um, energy coming from Mr. Todd uh, Lincoln that was doing it to me. Mm. Do you think uh, do you think we're gonna get out? Frankly, no. Oh. Do you do you think I will get out? Definitely not. Hmm. I want to see what this Baby Yoda is that everyone's talking about. We don't get Disney Plus in prison. Baby Yoda is a gift for those who have not committed mass murders. Well, I, I did not commit a mass murder. Well, frankly, you're lucky to have even heard of him. Can you describe him? No. Oh. You know what? I will. He's very big. And ugly. Oh. Well, that just sounds like you're describing Shrek. They look very similar. Oh, okay. I can paint a mental image. He's Scottish. How does he sound when he talks? Does he do like the backwards talk like uh, Yoda, only he sounds like Mike Myers? Similar, but you would never be able to imagine it. Could, could you imitate it for me? S- Skywalker! Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't. <laughs> Just trust me when I say that it's a gift that those who are incarcerated don't deserve to enjoy. Now I'm doubly remorseful. Do you two have limited time to speak on the phone? How much How much do they give you there in prison? Uh, I think we only have about five more minutes, and then uh, they come out with the hoses again. The hoses? Uh, yes, that is their customary way of telling you you are done with your time on the telephone. And on account of the fact that I, I'm... I'm what they call a pantless talker. Like, I feel most comfortable speaking on telephones with no pants on, which is very much against the rules here at the prison. And, uh, you know, the warden frowns upon that. Warden Bill uh, is always like, Dickie, you put your pants on. And I'm like, but I'm talking on the phone. And uh, he's like, you haven't gotten a call, but now I do have a call. So maybe the rules are different. I don't know. There are always varying degrees of rules um, for different people, depending on their stature in the current construct of the um, ecosystem they are living in, Dickie. Usually Thomas makes big words like that when he doesn't know what the hell's going on. (laughs) That's just between me and you. Oh, his ear's up to the earpiece. Sorry, Thomas. Um, Dickie, you're going to have to ask me to take off my headphones before you uh, talk about me in that way. You know they don't let us have headphones in prison on account of the fact that there was the accidental strangling. Uh, Yes, but I snuck in these earbuds. Nice. Are those uh, AirPods? Uh, I believe they are the knockoff version from AliExpress. I'm going to knock them off you when we go back to the cell and I... So I do just want to remind you that I'm still here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was feeling a little Randy Savage. Do you two have any closing comments that you would like to share with the world? Uh, Just that I acted alone and Thomas had nothing to do with it. In fact, he kept telling me, Dickie, stop, stop. You know the difference between right and wrong, and this is clearly wrong. Oh, I would go to the police if I wasn't afraid of you. Richard? Yes, ma'am? Can I speak to you away from Thomas for a moment? I, I, I will take out my headphones. He only took out one. He's still listening. He's half listening. Richard, this is your chance to be honest. Yes, ma'am. This is going to be a huge podcast. Yes, ma'am. Now is your chance to tell the truth. I love Thomas. Did you act alone in these crimes? I love Thomas and I want to protect Thomas. Did you act alone in these crimes? 
I, um, I mean, Thomas was there and he told me afterwards that it was wrong, but technically speaking, I mean, kind of, I, uh, can you try baby Yoda one more time? You know what? I will for you. Oh, donkey. I, you know what? I actually, I've only seen the preview, so they only give you so much. Oh, okay. It sounds like if I've seen the Shrek movies, I've pretty much seen It seems to be very similar. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm gathering from the people who have their smuggled-in butt phones and are uh, watching Disney Plus on their mobile devices. Might you get access to that? Oh, I mean, I got room, but not enough for an iPhone 10. <laughs> I'll assure you. I mean, I'm working on it, and uh, some of the fellas, they horsed around a bit, and uh, they're helping me out to smuggle more back there than I thought I could, but uh, I don't think I'm up for an iPhone 10. I understand. I had yeah. gauges in high school, and let me tell you, you, you can get there. Oh, well, now I have a goal. I don't know. I'm pretty happy in here with Thomas, so uh, if it means that I get to stay here longer with him, uh, then, yeah, I, I totally acted alone. Because Thomas would never leave me if he got out early. You're sure about that? Yeah, he's my mentor, my guru, my sensei, my yogi. Richard, this this is your last chance. Do you think Thomas would turn on me? I absolutely do. I've done a lot of deep investigation, and he's turned on almost everyone in his life. <gasps> yeah, you know, sometimes I feel like he kind of put me in situations where I would do things. Oh, yeah, well, look at that. The hoses are coming. The hoses are coming. We have to get off the phone. the hoses um, are I'm coming? Sorry. Yes, the hoses are coming. The guards are coming with the hoses. Uh, our time is up with this interview. I'm sorry. Um, uh, we must go back to our cells. I needed to answer her question. Uh, no, it's okay, Dickie. There are no more answers, but no more questions. We must go so back to our cells. It's over. Oh, we're getting sprayed. Like, we're getting sprayed by the hoses. You're spitting on me, no, Thomas. No, it's the hoses, Dickie. You're not... Uh, you're not used to having hoses hit Sometimes you. Sometimes Thomas likes to see way. how much no, control he has the over me. Over. Well, I think it's fair to say after that titillating interview that all I've been left with are more questions than I have answers. I will continue to do my job to investigate, to speak to every owl, no matter how much they deny even knowing Thomas. I will do my best to solve this crime because for now, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Truthcast. You can send questions, topic suggestions, or comments to Thomas at TrueHeroes053 at gmail.com or to Dickie at LittleDickR at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to Lauren Arnett from Go Comedy for playing herself on this episode, or a version of herself, I should say. We met her doing the live show when the people at Go Comedy said, hey, you ought to put Lauren on the show. And I've been delighted with her ever since. Simply could not wait to get her on the podcast. So I'm so glad she agreed to do this. You can catch her performing regularly at Go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale. She's fantastic. I've seen her do improv. I saw her do a character piece during a variety show, and she's just one of those people who is absolutely delightful to watch and just owns a stage. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Lauren. It means the world to me. The Live Truth shows are now the second Thursday of every month at Go Comedy. And check out the show notes, too, if you'd be interested in getting yourself a Truth t-shirt. They are pretty cool, if I say so myself. The design is kind of a rip-off of the Ramones, but it's a pretty cool logo. How many people wear Ramones t-shirts and couldn't name three Ramones songs? Thank you for listening to the Truthcast. 
We'll see you next week.